Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're at week four, maybe a little late to start the podcast. We did this last year. Stephen Langford in, Joe Spadoni in. Joe Spadoni, you know him from Steiny Guru and Dibs. He is the technical producer and the master of drops. You know me from the morning roast, and you also know me from the pregame show from 5 to 6, but I highly doubt that any of you are awake at 5 a.m. in order to hear that. But I'm not. Spadoni, I'm psyched. We're doing a Raiders podcast this season. I'm excited, man. Raiders might be good, too. They might be. And that is the question. And you know what? Let's just get right into it. They're 3-0 on the season. They got a huge Monday night game against the Chargers coming up. And overall, just your whole assessment on the Raiders so far at 3-0 and on the season. Like, where are you at with this team right now? Well, where I'm at is I think they are a good team, and I think they are legit, mainly because they've actually shown a defense. Mm. That's That might be the craziest thing. I shouldn't say crazy. Most unexpected pleasant surprise of the season so far is that they're getting a nice pass rush I didn't think I mean yeah they added Yannick and Gakwe in the offseason like okay that's a good move he's a good player I just didn't think they'd show week in and week out against good teams like the Ravens the Steelers the Dolphins these were all 10 win teams last year no other team in NFL history has started out in the first three weeks beating 10 win teams from the previous previous season that's never happened before and the Raiders have done that so this pass rush, which is masking a lot of problems that the secondary had last year, mm-hmm. I mean, we got rookie Nate Hobbs looking really good. We got Casey Hayward, the new addition, looking really good. We got Jonathan Abram. He's playing in control. He's playing not out of his realm of possibility. He's not He's not trying to take dudes' heads off. Yeah. I mean, this defense looks legit. I think for me, just they could be one and two. Very easily right now, and probably with they the could. probably with the with the with the previous regime, and that's what stuck out most to me this season so far is just those two games: the one we just saw this last week against the Dolphins, the one we saw in Week One against the Ravens. If this were any other Raider teams, because look, they haven't been punching bags for the past couple of years. They've proven that they can compete, but also they just never close games out. No, so I'm I'm like, man. They could easily be one and two if they were doing this with the previous team, but right now with that defense that you're talking about, and we'll we'll get to more of the details about that defense because I got one minor stat Ooh. that'll blow your mind that not even Phil Valipiano would know. Wow, that's coming up next. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> but that's that's just where I'm at, dude. It's 
I'm taking it for what it is. I don't know what it is with the season. I don't know how it's going to go because I don't know if the Chiefs are going to remain like a one and two type of team. They're not. The Chargers, I don't know. They continue to try and find a way to lose games. But they're not either. But they're not that yeah. bad. And then the Broncos, they're hurt by injury right now, which is just a weird way to put it. I guess pun intended with that. But look, they're, <laughs> they're right at the top of the AFC West right now. I'm just basking in all of it. No, it's pretty cool. And listen, they're, I think the AFC West, along with the NFC West, is the toughest division in football. I mean, granted, the Broncos are 3-0. They haven't really played anyone, but you can only play who's on your they schedule. They haven't played a single they team with a win. It, and they will this week. They'll be playing the Ravens, albeit a hampered Lamar Jackson, so we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. But, no, you're right. Uh, last year, you just felt like every single game, it was not going to be... It was either going to be really close or a blowout, whether you win or lost. The only game they won that wasn't a blowout was that one where Drew locked through four interceptions in right. Vegas. Everything else was close or a blowout in a loss. Uh. So I was having definite flashbacks last week at game last year after, what was it, Christmas, Yeah, when Fitzmagic came in, Arden Key with the face mask. I was having flashbacks when Jacoby Brissett this last week through, was it? The fourth and the 20. The fourth and 20, and just, I was like, oh my God. It shouldn't even come to that. I mean, they were down 14 nothing, then they scored 25 straight points. That I was like, okay, yeah. we're good. Yeah. But yeah. they won the game. That's all that matters. And you're right. That's not a game last year where they would have won. They would have stubbed themselves in the foot. They would not have gotten the ball back and scored again after the Dolphins tied in overtime. They wouldn't have won that game. So that is a huge stride and a step in the right direction for this team that, let's be honest, they need to make the playoffs this year. Like, Mm. I don't think it's the division. I mean, obviously the goal is to win the division, but I think for this team, for this regime, Mayock and Gruden, it's just to make the playoffs. And they've put themselves in a good position early, albeit, but an early position. Well, that's the thing, man, is the offseason with all these moves that were being made, everything that they did, essentially tearing down and trying to rebuild the offensive line. I'm not going to say it's rebuilt uh, by any stretch. We'll get, we'll, get to the, we'll, we'll get to the details of that because I do want to talk about some concerns. I mean, I know it's a 3-0 season, and I do want to celebrate that, but we also got to mention what, what does concern us for the rest of the season, and I think the offensive line is probably going to be one of them. But John Gruden's job is still going to be there no matter what. It's, that guy's never going to go anywhere. No. But Mike Mayock, like his job, depending on how these free agents have panned out, is up in the air, and so far, Ngakwe, Casey Hayward, you mentioned those guys. Hell, I mean, bringing in Peyton Barber, rushing for over 100 Huge. in that Week 3 game, this is a season where changes are going to be made if there aren't results. No, and I think a great point is Gruden, and I mean, Mayock's tagged in with this well because he is the general manager, mm. but... Gruden parting with Paul Gunther and bringing in Gus Bradley's been huge. I mean, it's just night and day. Didn't just, even mention that yet. Didn't even mention that. But it's just, it's, you can see just the scheme. Players are need. There's just, I mean, now there's occasions where there's just, I mean, like the Malcolm Brown touchdown last week where it's just like, what are we doing? We're whiffing on tackle and stuff. That, that might happen. Mm. But people are there where they need to be. Like there's, every time I see a pass that's caught from whoever, Marquise Brown or was it Mark Andrews or... Will Fuller, there's a guy right there. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Like, I mean, that was, I got to say, that play in the end zone by Jacoby Brissett last week might have been the worst play I've ever seen where Casey Hayward blew it up for a safety. But that just goes to show you, like, Raiders weren't getting defensive stops and safeties and just taking the ball away last year. We're just getting, they're flying to the ball wherever it is. Crosby's just chasing after. They've been relentless. And I think a lot of that has to do with Gus Bradley. And I give credit to Mike Mayock and John Gruden for realizing the problem, which was Paul Gunther. That was Gruden's boy. He brought mm-hmm. him in initially when he took over the Raiders. He yeah. said, listen, this isn't working out. 
And they bring Gus Bradley, who just brings in a respectable name. A, it's a guy that you know. He was with Seattle. Really good there at the Legion of Boom. Go over to Jaguars. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a failure there as a head coach. That's yeah. all right. But he goes to the Chargers. They're respectable defense. We've seen them in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. And now he comes here to Las Vegas and brings a respectability factor that I think is huge for this team and this franchise. And I got some stats for the Ooh. defense, but... I do want to just ask you, if you had to power rank these three wins right now, how would you do it? Like from top to bottom, which one was, I'd say, the most impressive compared to, I don't know, which one for you gave you just that feeling of, oh, there's something here? Like if you had to power rank the three right now. I think it's the Steelers because you're coming off a short week after a really highly emotional first time all the fans are in Vegas. Yeah. Crazy overtime win. You come back against Lamar Jackson, a league MVP. Carl Nassib makes the play of his career, strip fumble. But you come off of that high, short week, East Coast trip against the Steelers team that had just beaten the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Like that was a really good win for that Steelers team. And for that defense to dominate Big Ben and that offensive line the way it did, that was huge. Granted, TJ Watt left early and the Raiders took advantage of that on offense. Yeah. But the defense, the way they showed up and traveled, that's the thing. If the defense defenses travel, like if that defense just continues to show up, they'll be in every game. Last year, it was the offense that had to just, they had to score 30 points a game. Like yeah. That's how it was. So that week in Pittsburgh showed me that, listen, if this defense is for real and it looked for real, this could be a different season in a big way. Man, I, that Steelers game was insane. And Ruggs showing out. I didn't even mention that. Ruggs showing flashes. Yeah. Brian Edwards. I mean, yeah. Darren Waller didn't do much in that game, and Hunter Renfro and Henry Ruggs stepped up big. Yeah, yeah. I got to go with that week one win okay. as the top one. I, it was fun. That one that for the Ravens. Fun. It was just, it was just, they're, they, I mean, the, the season hadn't started yet. There's nothing like a week one, too, Stephen. I know you saw me on Twitter. Shout out uh, at Spadoni underscore Jeff if you want to follow me. Oh, my God. But. <laughs> I tweet not with my head, but with my heart when yeah. I'm following Raiders games. Yeah. Was, there was three different times like, oh my God, we suck. Like I was like, same old Raiders. We're down 14 nothing early. And uh, was yeah. it week one here where I got these texts from you? Week one, I'm, I'm looking. The, the date was, yep, this was. This was the Monday nighter. <laughs> this was September 13th. Uh, Steven, I got a bad feeling. Is that what it all was? This po- <laughs> all this positivity, all this positivity, right? We're we're going uh, all this positivity. Then you say this is going to end in heartbreak. <laughs> Almost and, did and then, <laughs> after they were at that goal line, man. And they, I thought Brian Edwards walk off touchdown. I was like, oh great. And I was yeah. like, oh no. Yeah. One yard line. They're going to screw this up. Oh, false start. I'm literally sick to my stomach watching this. Why am I a fan of this team? They're going to this up i hate this team man idk why i bother then at 10 10 p.m far after this game's <laughs> over we're winning the super bowl and yeah. you know at the time that i'm asleep so i gotta wake up yeah. for the 5 a.m show <laughs> like so, so you went through a whole range of emotion in week one already i did you know it's just <laughs> but that's that's being a raiders fan man it's yeah. just there's no other way like you know, it's just you love to hate this team because they've given you so much heartache these last two decades. But man, there's nothing like a win week one. Mm-hmm. Just and the defense making plays to win it. That was it. Carl Nassib, yeah, strip sack. I mean, that was huge. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. And then you know, just last week, just 
this defense. I mean, Max Crosby, he just didn't get there. But, man, he just so many times it was just the pressure on Brissett. And give credit to Brissett. He made some unbelievable plays. Yeah. By the way, Dolphins, ugh, I, if Tua was starting that game, I think the Raiders dominate. Probably. Yeah. I don't even Jacoby know. Kobe played a great, great game in that. But yeah. Dolphin, that Dolphins are Dolphins are a mess. Are. Dolphins are a mess. But speaking of the defense, and I, and I, and I also want to transition to the offense, too, because we haven't even mentioned the league passing leader right now in Derek Carr. We haven't even mentioned him. But sticking with the defense, you mentioned uh, how quickly these guys are getting after the wide receivers anytime they, they, they catch a pass, anything like that, which we hadn't seen from a while, uh, a while from the Raiders. You know where they're at in terms of yards after uh, yards after the catch on defense. You know where they're ranking right now. They got 253 yards after the catch. That's how much the opposition has whenever they're throwing the football and they're receiving. 253 yards after the catch. That's good for ninth in the league. Okay, that's not bad. No. Like where the Raiders were at before. I'm going through it last season. They are last in, or they they have the most missed tackles out of anyone. They have the highest missed tackle percentage out of anyone. The yards after the catch is just as high as any other defense. Like they were ranked right at the bottom. And I know ninth may not seem like the best number, but it just goes to show that improvement that you talked well, about. Also, there's not a dominant defense in the league right now. No. So like, no, there's not. There's just not. Like you, you think of like teams like the Seahawks in the past. They don't have a defense Steelers we just saw them they don't really have a great defense without TJ Watt yep Ravens yep. Raiders well not easily but they scored on them pretty easily so yeah there's not a dominant defense so if you can just stay middle of the pack pick and choose your opportunities get a turnover here and there you're gonna be in it and there, there are a couple of guys you mentioned because Max Crosby's been fantastic and I think I think sacks just such an overrated stat I mean it is you know Trey Hendrickson, for example, from the Saints. I, I forgot what his number was, but he was in the double digits, and that got him a huge-ass contract with the Bengals. And I don't even know how he's doing. I didn't hear his name last night. I don't know how Trey Hendrickson's doing right now. I mean, and I'll do respect real quick, not to, not to cut you off. Solomon yeah. Thomas is leading the Raiders in sacks. No disrespect to Solomon there Thomas. He's, yeah. Yeah. he's been playing pretty good. He's been good. He's been all. He's been all right this year, but yeah. just goes to show you, like, listen, just because a guy has a sack doesn't mean he was the one making the impact the most in that game. Mm-hmm. And Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe have been getting week by week as many pressures on the quarterback as anyone else in the league, which is what you want from your edge rushers. But they also blitz less than anyone. The yeah. only team that blitzes less than them is the Eagles, but with Gus Bradley's defense, they've blitzed 13 times so far this season. They normally run with that four-man front, but it also feels like the fact that they do blitz so little, you've been able to remember how uh, how impactful the blitzes are when he does call them. So it's not just that they don't blitz, but anytime they do, which is as, as, as little Rare. as they do, yeah. it's very it, it makes a difference. It you does. get to the quarterback there. And they pick and choose their spots when they do it, like that Carl Nassib play when he strip-sacked Lamar Jackson week one. Yep. That was on a blitz call. Yeah. So it forced Lamar to step up. Nassib was there. A lot of cojones on Gus to call blitzes yes. in the situations that yes. he's been doing it. And it's hard in this day and age when defenses, or I should say offenses, they just there's so many good quarterbacks. And yeah. It's, they pick it up so easily when there's a blitz. They're just so quick. You think of guys like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. You blitz against those guys, you get burnt most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's smart from Gus Bradley. And God, it just takes a load off of that secondary once again. And we've harped on this secondary in the past. It's just been so putrid. And they've just been bringing in so many guys with Mullen, Abram, Arnett. And it just helps that secondary so much 
when you have a pass rush with just four people and you're seeing it pay off. You know who? how many touchdowns they've given up passing-wise? You know how many passing touchdowns they've given up this season so far? Ooh, good question. Two? Two. Yeah. Two. Not a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. For this secondary... I, David Arnett's kind of yeah, I, uh, that guy. Whenever he gets it, whenever he gets a shot, I mean Ben Roethlisberger in Dude. that week too was just going straight yeah. to him whenever he saw that him was on bad. the field. He didn't even touch down whoever it was Juju Smith or Chase Claypool. But Casey yeah. Hayward, Trayvon Mullen's been playing well. Trayvon Mullen, I mean he's been he's been solid ever since he was drafted. Yes. He's been one of the you know he's not perfect, but which cornerback is? And then you bring along that Nate Hobbs. You mentioned Nate Hobbs. That dude makes he he. That dude hits. No, he's been great. And if it wasn't for Asante Samuel Jr. on the Chargers, who the Raiders will see this Woo. coming week, Nate Hobbs is the guy, the rookie right now, in the fifth round. I mean, out of what, Illinois, right? Yeah, he's a baller. Late round steal. Yeah. I mean, he was performing in the preseason and it carried over into the regular season. Um, but moving on, oh, actually, I got one more. I got one more little statistic for you. Now, the rushing numbers, if you look at just the bare stats, not great, uh, you know, as far as yards per carry and all that. The Raiders are ranked toward the bottom, but there's this analytic that I follow from ESPN, and it's lineman analytics. So they have pass rush win rate, run stop win rate, all these different things. And the Raiders right now, in run stop win rate, they're at their linemen at least. Now, what the all the bear stats tell me is that maybe the linebackers need to be better at stopping the run. Um, Denzel Perryman has missed a couple of huge tackles, but also made some huge plays too. But as far as their line goes, Max Crosby and Quentin Jefferson are both within the top 10 in terms of run-stop win rate among defensive linemen. And the Raiders overall are ranked number, run, number one in their run-stop win rate at 38%. So they normally, they win their battles in the trenches is what I'm getting at here. Which is huge. I mean, and then it forces the quarterbacks to obviously step up in the pocket, get mm-hmm. back, and that's when our guys can put their ears back and just go after them. And that's facing Lamar Jackson and Najee Harris. Now, those, Not easy. No, those change. Now, there's going to be a lot of, it's only week three, a lot of changes can be made to that list. But right now they're ranked number one, which is really impressive. But let's move over to the offense. Now, Mm. Who do you want to start with? Do you want to start with this wide receiver core? Do you want to start with Darren Waller? Do you want to start with Derek Carr? Like, where do you want to go here? Well, I don't want to go negative first, but let's let's go negative first. All right, that offensive line is scaring not me a good. little bit. It's it has not been good. Not good. And Andre James, that's the big acquisition this offseason is getting rid. Well, not getting rid, but Rodney Hudson wanted out. Yeah. Traded to Arizona, obviously. Yeah. Long- Trent Brown is one thing. I mean, he's already out for the Patriots. He's yeah. not even playing, yeah. which we've seen before. Uh, you were paying him a ton of money, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, Rodney Hudson is the big one, though. He was Gabe the Jackson, leader of the offense, him and Carr. Yeah. That was Gabe tough. Jackson going to the Seahawks. I, I do like Gabe Jackson a lot, but you feel like you can fill that void. But Rodney Hudson, man, that was the one that got me. Yeah, and a lot of high snaps last week and got very nervous. Even the shotgun, it was almost going over Derek's head. One of them did. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's been very concerning. Andre James and then the rookie, Alex Leatherwood, he's been struggling a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if he's the 102nd ranked offensive tackle out of 103, yeah. as Pro Football I don't Focus know about puts that, it. But he does make some... <laughs> rookie mistakes he has not been good he has not been good and you know i'll I'll credit guys like john simpson who's been pretty good Mm. stuff like that but it makes me scared when you're going up against guys like next week like joey bosa yeah it's gonna be a raucous environment albeit maybe a home type environment at sofi we'll get into that a little later (laughs) uh but i'll go negative there first offensive line's been shaky to that point though 
I think that's actually been sneaky good for Derek. In a weird way, he's not trusting his offensive line. So I think he's been taking shots downfield more and more. He's like, listen. You think taking it upon himself to try and make plays. He's like, listen, I got to do it myself. This is all going to be on me because if we're not running the ball well, I don't have Jacobs uh, right now. Granted, Barber had a good game last week. But before that, they weren't running the ball well at all with Kenyon Drake. I'm just going to start heaving and just playing backyard football, man. Like, I don't have a lot of time. Let's get into the shotgun formation. I'm just going to take deep shots to Ruggs, Edwards. Third and Renfro has been good. Waller, I mean, other than that first game, he's been solid, but... The other guys have been stepping up, and that's just, I think, this offensive line, this shaky offensive lines, in a weird way, helped Derek reach the full potential of what we're seeing that he could be. I mean, like you said, he's leading the passing yards, 12 plus 1,200. 1,203. It's him, Matt Stafford. I mean, it's week three, going into week four right now. Matt Stafford only has 942 right now. He's got a lot of touchdowns, I'll he say does. that. He does. He has and nine touchdowns in a they pick. Played, they've beaten some better teams, I think. Yeah. Um, and then it's him and then Kyle, Kyler Murray. Those are the three MVP guys right now. So, man, I yeah, I would say he's looking like 2016 Derek, but even 2016 Derek didn't even throw this this many yards down the field. He's averaging the most, um, what was it, 20-plus yards down the field. So deep shots. Yeah, It's him and Kyler Murray. Derek at the top at 20. Yeah, So 20 times he's done that, and Kyler Murray at 19. He's got that confidence back. Yeah. That's where he, because you saw it in 2016. Like he had that killer instinct all before that broken ankle. And that's what makes it hurt so much is he was in the MVP type of candidate. But this year it's, it's, it feels different. I don't know. Just his whole mood, the look that he has, like he seems very, I, I'm trying to like read his personality. I'm like a psychologist here, but anytime I see him talk, there's just a different swag. Yeah. Confidence. Something yeah. like that. It, it it's like he has this Maybe what's, the long, what's is it the, the long word? hair, Steven? Is it the long hair? It's that weird <laughs> long hair that this kid named Donnie, when I used to go to elementary school, he had that exact same haircut every single day. And so he would Donnie like roll he, he'd roll out of bed and he'd look like that. But what's the his demeanor? His demeanor is so different. And it's hard to explain, but if you watch him talk, it just feels <laughs> feels like I haven't seen that. He doesn't have the aw shucks anymore. No, he does not. There you go. I'm in control. Yes. I'm a badass. I'm the MVP of the league right now. I'm going to show you all the haters that have counted me out, all the people that said the Raiders were not going to be good this year, that we're going to be a bottom 10 team in the league. No. We were good last year. We fell apart in the second half. Listen, that was, and he's going to say, listen, that wasn't my fault, and I'm going to show you how good I can be with... Second year, Brian Edwards. Mm-hmm. With second year, Henry Ruggs. With Darren Waller. I'm going to show you why he's the best tight end in the league. Hunter Renfro, I'm going to show you why he's so underrated. I'm going to take all of that and put it on my shoulders, and I'm going to be the MVP. He has that swagger right now, and it's really fun to see. Who has had the most surprising season so far among those wide receivers? Between Ruggs, Renfro, Brian Edwards, in their own rights. I mean, Ruggs with... You know, just game-changing speed that has that's given them the lead. You got Edwards, who's just been the overtime king, and then you got Renfro, who has turned into one of the best route runners in the NFL. And I don't know if you saw it, but there was an article I think Vic Tafer wrote wrote for it in the Athletic that Hunter Renfro's paying off huge just in practice with yep. Edwards and Rugs. I mean, this guy is a route running machine. Probably one of the best in the league. Maybe you think of guys like Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, but Hunter Cooper Ren- Cup. Cooper Cup, another one. But Hunter Renfro's right there. He had that triple move for that touchdown last week, which was just filthy. On Xavier Howard, bro. One of the best 
corners in the league. Come on. I mean, if you do that, no one can stop you. I mean, not, we were heard preseason what he did to Jalen Ramsey. We don't see video of it, but we heard about it. Yeah. And if you can do it on Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard, you can do it to anyone. And I think that's playing off huge for guys like Edwards, Ruggs, who's just stepping up. Edwards, obviously, just such a physical specimen, and Ruggs having that speed, and Renfro just being, listen, a build like me and you, Steven, 5'11", 180-pound white guy, just <laughs> taking ankles out there. It's yeah. awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. 180 pounds, I've, I've got it, it's just worth a fat, but he's got it like worth a muscle. <laughs> Some, I guess. It doesn't look very defined. I know, it's right? somewhere there. But he, uh, everyone except Brian Edwards has a touchdown right now. Ruggs is leading the team in receiving. God, he was with, so close to that touchdown. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. And, and you know what I noticed about that? And we haven't really touched on Darren Waller, but really, what what more is there to say about him? Like at at this point, we know he's one of, if not the best tight end in the NFL right now, best route running tight end, no doubt. Yeah. And he's got so much speed, and he's just so reliable. But that Brian Edwards almost touchdown that was nullified by a penalty. That's because they were doubling Darren Waller, putting all the attention on him, which left Brian Edwards wide open. And right now, it seems like. With those three guys, along with Waller, and then also Kenyon Drake whenever he's in the game, you got threats everywhere on offense to catch the football. No, it's been pretty sweet. I just want to see Brian Edwards maybe a little earlier in the games, not have to be Mr. Fourth Quarter, Mr. Right. Overtime all the time. Albeit, it's great to have Mr. Clutch back there. Yeah. So let's maybe try to get him involved a little earlier in the game. That'd be nice. But, yeah, man, they just got a plethora of pass catchers, wide receivers. Kenyon Drake, too, I mean... They haven't been able to run the ball well, which is mostly I put on offensive line and just not having a guy like Josh Jacobs back there. It's tough. Josh Jacobs is a guy who can just create something out of nothing. And Kenyon Drake's not really that kind of guy. He's more of a shifty yeah. screen pass, stuff like that. Peyton Barber, maybe more of that Jacobs build. That's why you saw him last week having that run, that that uh, explosive game, 111 yards that he had. So I wouldn't be too concerned with Drake not getting the production up the gut-wise. But yeah, just put him out as a wide receiver. And maybe we'll see that against the Chargers this next week, which will be a huge game. I mean, might be a shootout. I'm probably taking... Actually, I might take the under on this game because I do think it'll come down to which defensive line steps up the most, creates turnover here and there. Let me... let me You know what? Let me pull that over-under up, actually. I didn't get that number. Um... I was going to ask you about the biggest concern for this team, but I think we kind of both agreed through this conversation that the offensive yeah. line is the one thing. But what about Jacobs, though? Because that first week, I know he scored the two tugs, and he, he looked good, but also it felt like every run was just so taxing. They'd pan him out on the sideline where he came come out of plays, just hunched over. Yeah, like yeah. it just felt like he yeah. was playing hurt the entire time. I know he had the two touchdowns, but I was just I was thinking, man, I, I'm not looking at that with optimism. And then, you know, he's out for the next couple of weeks, and he'll be back this week, and, you know, they showed videos of him practicing. But, I mean, is there any concern there with Josh Jacobs and his health going forward, or do you need more of a sample size to see that besides just, you know, being in week four? Yeah, I think he plays this week. Gruden said he was questionable. He's practicing the last two days. He has to play. If he if he's running like that on the videos that yeah. were posted uh, earlier, like, he has to play. Yeah, and I, I posted a video yesterday uh quote tweeted at Derek Carr saying like listen we don't expect him to be there if he is that's nice I don't know it was kind of weird I don't know if it was a shot or maybe it was a smoke screen people were saying like maybe he's just trying to keep the Chargers just a little on, on their on their toes. their toes so and Derek you know more I thought about Derek's not a guy who takes shot at his teammates I don't think he's ever he's not that guy dude even in 2017 you're not that guy pal even in <laughs> 2017 after that game against Washington 
where you remember that when Miko Grimes, Brent Grimes' wife, went on a radio show and said she heard that the entire team hates Carr because of, you know, all these politics and everything going on like that. So the reason he was sacked so much is because his offensive line didn't trust him. Even in that circumstance, even at that time, Derek Carr was backing up his players when really, you know, in hindsight, maybe there was some truth to what she was saying. And and this team loves Derek. I mean, you hear Darren Waller, all the guys, they have his back. So I don't think it was a shot. Everybody, everybody. But there's so much confidence surrounding the team right now 51 and a half that's the over under yeah i like the under in that game so what do you what's your prediction here as they go up against the chargers I think they're going to catch their first l unfortunately i mean <laughs> i know i know i've been saying this i actually was confident last week they beat the dolphins close and it ended up being very close obviously it needed overtime yeah i think i'm going to go 23 wow 17 23 17 yeah you're going that low scoring of a game i am I think it's going to be there's the defensive lines are going to be showing out. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I think somehow or some way it's going to get very very close. I'm going to go 28-27 and I think the Chargers are going to take it too. What a start to our first Black Hole Sundays podcast of the year. Yeah, they're 3 and 0. What do you think they're going to do against the Chargers on Monday night? Can't win all of them. L. Yeah, can't <laughs> well, win all of them. You know it's what? tough. Chargers are a really good team. Really really I mean they just had a huge win against the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah. The number one offensive lineman for a rookie right now is on the Chargers in Rashawn Slater. Alex Leatherwood going up against Joey Bosa. It's okay that they're going to possibly get the L here. Yes. It's fine. It's, it's they're fine. three and if one you on look the at season. Their schedule too. You got teams like the Giants, the Bears. You got some teams that are winnable games coming up. So yeah. it's okay. But I wouldn't be shocked if they won. That'll just, do it. Just yeah. You know what? That'll do it for us. We're going to continue to roll this thing out. We'll we'll see. We're going to do this at least every Friday. Maybe change it to Monday and Friday just so we have a preview and a reaction show. But we'll get this done. Stephen Langford, Joe Spadoni, thanks so much for joining us. Stick with the podcast and have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy Monday night. Let's go. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.